0: Back in Michigan, I have a friend, married woman, who some years ago purchased a floral arrangement for her home. It was a decorative wreath, and it consisted of dried plants or dried vines that were twisted and kind of woven together if you get the picture, and then scattered around the top of the wreath were dried roses. It wasn't, I don't know, you know, some things, they're really catchy to the eye, but because it was dried, it was kind of bland looking. So she placed this wreath on her kitchen table, and sometime later she bought a statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And looking for a home for the statue, she decided to place Our Lady right in the middle of the wreath, as though Our Lady was presiding over this floral arrangement. Well, one day, she says, she went to venerate this image of Mary. She stooped down to kiss Our Lady's hand. And when she opened her eyes, she says, she was startled to discover that a few of these dried roses had come to life again. And the, a few of the dried roses were starting to bloom, to blossom as though they were fresh cut roses from a florist. You see this dry, this arid, this parched and lifeless wreath suddenly inexplicably, began to bloom, began to blossom. And the display of colors, lovely, and not just roses, but there were other kinds of things, some purple that was, had come alight to life. And there was some yellow that had come to life. Well, in this past year, I saw this with my own eyes. And what a stunning sight it is that this dry wreath was becoming before our eyes a new creation. And if you listen carefully to the words of the prophet Isaiah, He says, when the kingdom of God comes, we're going to see this happen on a grand scale. He said, the desert, all of those dry, arid, parched, lifeless places in the world are going to start to bloom, to blossom, flowers everywhere. Because the desert, when it's visited by the presence of God, will become a paradise. But it's not only material creation that the Lord will transform and make a new creation on the day that the kingdom of God comes. The Lord is going to do some extraordinary things with all of us. Let's listen to the words of the prophet Isaiah. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened. The ears of the deaf will be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag. And then the tongue of the mute will sing. When the kingdom comes God will heal every human impairment. I love this one about leaping like a stag. I can remember the day when I could leap like a stag. (laughs) Oh, I'm not embarrassed to tell you that those days be gone now. (laughs) I get over to the gym with some regularity. I love to run. I've been running most of my adult life. And it's been eye-opening to watch the time it takes me grow longer and longer. I was just thinking the other day, I used to be able to run so many miles in such and such a time. Well, I'm not going to tell you what I'm running it in now. (laughs) What happens as we age, our powers wane. They shrivel up like that dried wreath. They shrivel up become arid and parched, don't they? Parts of our body don't work like they once did. But on the day of the kingdom, Jesus will restore our powers. And what is shriveled and dried up in our bodies will start to blossom and bloom again. And you, my friends, who are hobbling around with bad knees bad ankles, sore hips, will be leaping like a stag. Every physical impairment, he will heal. Don't you long for this moment? And not only physical impairments, Every human defect that interferes with us being who we were made to be, every defect of character, every fault of personality, Of those interior hang ups, do you got them that interfere with you being who you were sent into the world to be, and you can't get past it now. You don't got the power. That power has been impaired by sin. Impaired by the fall of the human race. We come into the world with a moral birth defect. That's original sin. But the day will come when every defect of character Every fault of the personality will be healed by the Son of God. Don't you long for that day? I tell you, husbands will be rejoicing because things they've been saying to their wives, Jesus will take care of. And wives will be rejoicing because everything they've been after their husbands about will be taken care of. You see, there's a limitation to what we can get to happen in this age. But in the age to come, my friends, when the kingdom of God comes to earth, Things that we could not get to bloom will bloom, will blossom like never before. This is what we have to look forward to. This is what Advent is all about. And it must be said that these graces are not simply for the future. Though, when the future comes, we're going to see the grace and power of God in style. Because, my friends, when God decides he's going to act, God acts in style. But in this world, the graces of the future kingdom are present to us as a foretaste, you might say, as an appetizer. The banquet is reserved for the time that Jesus returns, but the Holy Spirit circulates within the church like a waiter. With a tray of appetizers in his hands, he offers us a foretaste of the graces, of the powers of the world to come. And he's offering them now. He's circulating among us. He wonders where in our life we feel parched, arid, and dry and he's circulating like a waiter, appetizer tray in his hand, giving us a foretaste of the powers of the world to come. This is part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And so where is it, my friends, in your life that you are dry, arid, arched, lifeless. The Holy Spirit says here, let me give you a foretaste of the powers of the world to come. Last thing that Isaiah says in this prophecy, those whom the Lord has ransomed will return and enter Zion singing crowned with everlasting joy. They will meet with joy and gladness. Sorrow and mourning will flee. In that day, when the kingdom comes, every tear, can you imagine his hands on your face his finger, his thumb. It says he wipes away every tear from our eyes. Can you imagine that tenderness of the Lord attending to your sorrow, your pain, and him personally wiping them from your eyes? then he says, yes, that joyful banquet is coming, but guess what? In this life, in the present moment, I'll give you a foretaste of that joy. Where in your life has the enemy stolen your joy? Oh, he likes to get a hold of joy because he relishes human misery. And we let it happen. There's a saying down here in Louisiana, I kind of love it. I might get it wrong la joie de la vie. is that right? Or la joie de vivre, how's it go? <laughs> it means the joy of living, the joy of life. And the Holy Spirit comes with appetizers to restore what the enemy has taken away. Where has he stolen your joy? When it, Was it when your loved one died and grief took a hold of your heart and began to squeeze? Grief does that. Grief can squeeze the life right out of us. And if that's the case, the Holy Spirit is circulating among us. He has the joy of life that comes from God, offering it as an appetizer. Take, eat. How about the joy in your marriage? Uh oh. Has it dried up and shriveled? Has marriage become parched like a desert? Can you talk with your wife without snapping at her? Can you speak to your husband without nagging him? Have you come to that place in your marriage where it seems you're just getting on each other's nerves? And the devil has stolen your joy in each other. You can get it back. The Holy Spirit is like a waiter. He's circulating among us right now. And on his appetizer tray is joy. And this woman you chose to be your bride. And this man you chose to be your husband. And when you think of him now, it's all headache. But Jesus says it can be joy again. of the future are among us in the present moment. If we let the kingdom of God come to our marriages, the kingdom of God come into our grief, the kingdom of God come into every place in our lives that are parched Errant, dry like a desert. This is the season of grace, people of God. Let's open our hearts to receive all that Jesus is offering.